Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, He's out of breath, but he's here. I'm right here, baby. Pastor I'm right Ken, here. Ken right here with you, Mike. from Brookside Baptist <laughs> Church, who comes running in like he's on fire. Man, oh, it's Pastor, been a busy day. <laughs> it's good to see you. Glad you could make it. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, Mike. Good to be with you. Thanks for setting all this up. You bet, man. I'm excited about today's guest. Let me tell you about this. You remember, we had Roy Silver on a couple of times. In fact, Roy was the first two-time guest we had on Faith in the Zone, and and Roy was a big part of uh, an organization called the Winning Inning. It's a Christian baseball academy down in Clearwater, Florida. I got a chance to actually hang out with Roy when I was down there visiting my brother Tim. Uh, went over to uh, the Winning Inning. In fact, I still have a hat that I wear all the time. And uh, his partner and all that was Randy Holland. And my brother Tim called me the other day. And said, hey, do you remember uh, me talking about Randy? I said, yeah. He said, do you guys ever connect? I said, you know, we played a little phone tag a while back, but I have not. And he said, you might want to reach out. He's doing some great things now in Arizona. And so I reached out to Randy and said, Randy, let's uh, let's get you on Faith in the Zone as soon as possible. So joining us today, our special guest for the entire hour is Randy Holland. Randy, it's uh, good talking to you. How are you? I'm great. Great to be here. Great to be with, there with uh, you and Pastor Ken. So thanks for having me on. Hey, before we get going, can my brother Tim still hit the ball, or what? what's going on? You guys played a little baseball together, I think. Tim never could hit the ball. Never. <laughs> never. He can, he can defend it. Hey, can he, he bunt? Can he bunt? He can run. He can bunt a little bit. He can catch. I think he was a better retriever than he was a catcher. No, Tim's great. Tim's a great guy. Man, he was kind of a slapping Judy kind of hitter. You know what? But he could run all day. He could. And I said to him, he's, I don't know, he's 60 years old, something like that. I said, are you still catching? He said, yeah. I said, can you still throw guys out? He goes, yeah, they're not as fast as they used to be. I can one-hop and get these boys. <laughs> my brother, Tim McGiver, down in uh, Dunedin, Florida. Man, still playing. He plays in three leagues. He plays in tournaments. He's got a love and a passion for the game of baseball. There's no doubt. Hey, Randy, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll kind of go back in history. I know that you spent 18 years as the athletic trainer um, in the Toronto Blue Jays system. You also worked uh, in baseball chapel in the Toronto Blue Jays organization and, and former president and CEO of the Winning Inning, uh, again, at Christian Baseball Academy in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Well, just a, a couple of years ago, my wife and I uh, moved out to Scottsdale, Arizona. Felt a real strong calling on my life. Uh, the Lord, not an audible voice, but uh, actually just spoke to my spirit and said, hey, your time at the Winning Inning is finished. And you're going to move to Arizona, 
and uh, boy, it was it was really clear. It wasn't audible, but boy, it really uh, pushed in on me and prayed about it. And so a couple years ago, we came out here, and uh, I've been discipled by a guy named Don Gordon, and and I just said, Lord, if if you'll uh, if you'll let us move out to Arizona, where we we absolutely love it out there. Um, I'm, I'm going to be a disciple maker for you. And so I came out here, and uh, that, that's what I've been doing, um, discipling men. Uh, I've got a group of guys that I disciple and, and really getting involved in, in our church out here and helping with the men's ministry and really helping them form what, what discipleship looks like. And so I had a meeting with the pastor just recently and really excited about that and uh, being able to try to help develop that with the church. And we've called it uh, Be One, Make One. And uh, that's that's where I'm spending a lot of time. So that's that's one of the things I'm doing. Um, another thing I'm doing is I'm I'm on staff with uh, SCORE International. SCORE stands for Sharing Christ, Our Redeemer Enterprises. And I recruit uh, high school, college, any type of sports teams to go on mission trips around the around the world and and to share the the good news of Jesus Christ. So those are those are a couple of things I'm doing now. And and uh, most recently, my wife and I are volunteering at a at a Christian based uh, horse ranch here where they do horses and and kids ministry out there and, and we're spending some time out there so but thank thank goodness, hey thank goodness you moved out there to slow down a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah my wife has reminded me that more than once well randy so, uh, uh yeah where, where did you move from uh florida were you down in florida yeah i was originally huh. from oregon and then when i got with the blue jays uh headed headed out west in 1982 or headed east uh you know, I started with them in '82, and so it was on the East Coast, up and down the minor league system. And we were we lived in uh, Safety Harbor, which is near Dunedin, where the Blue Jays spring training was for I guess 22 years, something like that, hmm. in Florida. Well, you know, as you were talking about getting out there and helping your pastor and all, man, that was uh, as a pastor, that's pretty impressive, especially when you're talking about men's ministry. And um, and so I love it because I want to visit with Mike a little bit here too on how he can help me with men's ministry. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's I, that's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, was, I was listening to that, Mike. I thought, man, I listen think to this guy. Just I think we should take a break right now, and, and then you know what, Randy? Just you and I will be doing the rest of the show. Okay, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, he he can just kick me out, man. He can just man, kick me out. It's but... so quick, make your head spin, Randy. <laughs> but Randy, seriously, no. I mean, I was listening to that, and I thought, wow, uh, jumping in there because. Because, I mean, where it's at today, you know, it, the institution got established being the family, the home, and and men, uh, you know, need to be the leaders of our homes. And uh, we're, we're talking about that Sunday uh, uh, in our message um, in Colossians chapter 3. So um, I just, man, I, I was like, wow. I, I love it. I love it that you're you're working right through the local church. Sounds awesome. And Mike, did did we not have somebody from Score International on at one point? We had a while back, yeah. yeah. And and you know it's interesting because I, I did some some research for this show and and you know went back on the Score website and it, it really is um, a, a great website. If you want to go and take a look at what they're doing, go to scoreintl scoreintl.org. Uh, and I love their mission statement to glorify God through missions in obedience to the Great Commission. Now, did I get it right that you are you're, you're are you living on the horse ranch? No, no, I, I don't live. On, we live about ten minutes away from it. Oh, okay, uh, and it just happened. I, I lead a Bible study on Wednesday mornings, and one of the guys that's in my study actually mentors out there on Saturday mornings, and he introduced me to him, and 
and uh, well, I've fallen in love with him and his wife and just their mission out there and what they're doing. So we live about 10 minutes away. It's just a great mission. It's called Raining Grace Ranch, and Raining is spelled R-E-I-G-N-I-N-G. So, I mean, are they taking troubled kids out there to, to, to work yeah. with? Them? Okay. Yeah, they I got you. what they do is they have rescue horses, these horses that nobody's wanted, uh, and they take kids that are foster kids. You know, some of those kids are kind of, you know, the outcast or kids that weren't wanted or whatever. And they combine the two together and they teach some of, you know, the moral values and the biblical values, you know, from the Bible. And uh, they put those two together and it's pretty neat to see what goes on with a kid and a horse. It's mm. really neat. That's mm. awesome. Again, we were talking to Randy Holland. He uh, is was scoring international, but doing a lot of things. Uh, out in Arizona, uh, that's for sure. Randy, uh, in the time that we have left in our, our, our first segment, can we talk about a little bit about where you grew up? I know that originally from Oregon, and, and did you start playing baseball? Were you a sports guy? What? Uh, tell us about what you were like in, in you know high school and stuff like that. Went to a, a, from a little lumber town of Sutherland, uh, actually Umpqua Community College, right next to that where that made news where the the shootings were uh, yep. a couple of years ago, and I went actually went to school there. And so it's a little lumber town in Oregon, and uh, grew up there in Sutherland, and you know went to grade school and middle school and high school there. And uh, I, I broke my hand in my only fist fight I was ever in as a young kid, and uh, that really sent me down the athletic training route because my my head coach asked me and football asked me if I would be the manager because you couldn't play with a cast on your hand at that time. And, that got me going in that direction, but I played, you know, basketball, baseball, and I kicked in football. I did not want to be hit, so I, I kicked in football. <laughs> Pretty honest <laughs> to you now, right? You're yeah. Like, hey, you... I'm not going to lie about it. I think, I think football's crazy. I love to watch it, but those guys, my goodness, the punishment they take. So <laughs> I, I didn't like getting hit too well, so I, I just kicked and uh, let everybody else do the hitting and the banging around. And played baseball in my life, started playing some slow-pitch softball and coached some some men's teams at a very young age and um, uh, went to school at Portland State. Uh, and uh, that's where I ended up getting uh, in athletic training and, and ended up getting a degree in health education and teaching was a certified athletic trainer there at Portland State out in Oregon. Boy, that whole field has really changed and blown up over the past 10 or 15 years. It has really changed a lot. And, um, you know, just to see, you know, when arthroscopy came, when I first started, arthroscopy wasn't around. And to find out, you know, uh, Schwarber, who's, who's with the Cubs, you know, sure. tore, his eight, you know tore his knee up the, the first couple of days of the season. And, you know, here we are six months later, and, you know, look at the impact he's having in the World Series. So re- the rehab world has gotten really aggressive as technology has gotten better, orthopedists have gotten better. Um, the rehab has gotten better. It just it's really, really changed the game. All all sports now have been changed through sports medicine. You know, they came out yesterday and said that that the uh the medical staff of the Cubs not gonna allow him to play in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because they went to him and he said, Well, to be honest with you, I'd never really thought they were gonna clear me to play in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fans are upset and they want his bad in the lineup and and he just kinda laughed. He said, Yeah, I I, I never thought that the medical staff would allow me to play out here, but you know, right. if, once if we go back to Cleveland, I can, you know, I'll keep hitting. Right, right. You know, I, I, you know, I have my own opinions on that. It's interesting because running the bases, I've seen some pretty nasty knee injuries running bases and sliding and different things. So you just don't you don't get a chance to win a World Series very often. We won it in '92 and '93 when I was with the Blue Jays, but boy, 
you know, just to get, bring a World Series and to bring it to Chicago, boy, there there are some things that you would do that you might not do at other times. But it's 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 hard to be at the pinnacle of the World Series and win it. So you know, being, I know they have a tough decision. Being from Milwaukee and being a, a, a Brewer fan. My hope for the World Series, and there may be some Cub fans not happy with me, but my hope is the Cubs get up 3-1. <laughs> oh, that's true. Then, oh, just wow. like the Cavaliers, man, oh, here come wow. the Indians. They go wow. ahead and win three straight. And oh, I just, wow. I, I, we, there's a few people here in the Entercom Milwaukee that are wearing a lot of Cubs gear all of a sudden. <laughs> they stop wearing the bear stuff, but they're wearing Cubs stuff like crazy. Oh, and yeah. if the Cubs yeah. could get up 3-1 and then just tank it, I yeah. I would laugh. Hey, so last question before we get to a break. My brother Tim, being you know down in Florida, was such a big Joe Madden fan that mm-hmm. it really affected him when he when he left to come uh, come north and 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 coach and manage the, the the Cubs he was really loved down in that Florida area yeah yeah he was I mean but you know a great interview I mean the guy is just he's a classic interview every time somebody interviews him just the things that he says you know and some of the stuff that he does is bizarre but when you're winning you get away with all that stuff so the clubhouse is always loose. You know, he, he takes care of his guys from, you know, some of the guys that I know that played there. You know, when they weren't playing, you know, he would come and talk to them about why they weren't playing and stuff. He was loved down in Florida, he, you know, because he turned that organization around down there. Yes, he and, did. Uh, so, yeah. No, no doubt. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Randy Holland. He is uh, the former president and CEO of the winning Indian Christian Baseball Academy down in uh, Clearwater, Florida. Also served... Uh, as a, in the baseball chapel with the Toronto Blue Jays, 18 years as an athletic trainer in that organization, and he's now doing work with Score International. And again, we'll continue with Randy Holland on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest, Randy Holland, and he is the former president and CEO of Winning Inning, worked with uh, the Toronto Blue Jays organization for a number of years as an athletic trainer and part of the baseball chapel, and now he works for Score International. Um, Randy, we we certainly on Faith in the Zone love to talk to guys about their testimony and, and, and kind of... Uh, uh, how that came about in their lives and, and, and get to, to talk to them about um, sharing what, what's gone on in their life. And if we can, let's start this segment with, with your testimony. Sure, sure. Um, I was raised, uh, uh, my mom and dad, my, my, my dad was, was not, a, not a believer, but my, my mom was, uh, was a solid believer, and she would take my sister and myself to church every Sunday. And... Uh, you know, she's a praying mother, and uh, wow, she just, yeah. she's an incredible lady. And um, so anyway, she would take us to church every Sunday, and, and 
think I was baptized at 12 or 13 years old, and um, I got wet. That's that's really all it was. Some other kids had raised their hands, so I did. I thought that was the thing to do. Um, got married. My wife was 19. I was 24, and and um, so um, she was raised uh, Catholic, and I was a Protestant, and you know, so we weren't equally yoked when we started out there, and and I wasn't really going to church. I'd gotten away to college, and I'd really really fallen away from the Lord, and and uh, we'd gotten married, and I, I got uh, got the job with the Toronto Blue Jays and, and started traveling, and so my wife was back in Oregon, and I was in Florida and going back and forth, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I pretty well had sinned down to a, to a T. You know, it says in Romans that, that we're, you know, that nobody's perfect. We're all sinners, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, I had that down, and, and uh, through my travels and different things, I uh, came unfaithful to my wife. And I'm not proud of that whatsoever, but I know that I am I am forgiven, and and uh, so I was. Uh, that was a, that was obviously a tough time in my life that I was living this lie, and my wife wanted to know what the lie was, and I w- I would not come clean with her. But um, I had a, a godly aunt and uncle. They didn't have any children, and they basically had taken in my my wife and I, and really had had been mentors to us. And it was uh, in 1995 that uh, that my I, I told my aunt and uncle that I was, was leaving my wife and uh, that there was somebody else and I was going to leave and I was going to get divorced. And I told my, I, I didn't tell my mom that there was anything else, but, but I had told her that I was leaving. I wasn't happy at home and that I was going to get divorced. And so my mother was on her knees and, and had a, our, our pastor call from Southern Oregon called and talked to me. And, and those words really meant a lot to me, but I still was going to do what I felt like I wanted to do. And, um, I got my uncle on the phone, uh, in 1995 and he got on the phone and boy, oh boy, he dropped, uh, you know, he said, go look in the mirror and God will tell you exactly where you're at. He goes, you so far in sin. And he goes, you need to get your life right with the Lord. And he slammed the phone down on me. And, uh, he'd never done that before. You know, he was always there for me and, and God used my uncle to really turn my heart at that point. And uh, I got down on my knees that night, and I asked the Lord for forgiveness. And, uh, you know, it says in Psalms that if you do that, that your sins are forgiven as far as the East is from the West. And, uh, boy, that's a verse that I hold on to now, because, you know, it's forgotten, it's gone away. And, uh, you know, it was, it was gone from the Lord, and I knew that I was forgiven, because I knew the Bible, and I, I knew the Word somewhat. But I knew that I had to come home, and I knew that my wife had every right to, to kick me out. This was Easter Sunday, 1995, and uh, I drove home, and I couldn't get home fast enough, and it was like an out-of-body experience. I don't remember going from the place, because I had already moved out of the house, and I don't remember how I'd gotten home, but I couldn't get home fast enough, and I walked in, and I I asked my wife, and I I told her, I said, listen, I'm never going to lie to you again, and what you're going to hear is not going to be very pretty, and I said, I'm just asking for your forgiveness. And so um, that Easter Sunday, not at a church, um, I got my right, my life right with the Lord, and um, I asked, I asked my wife for forgiveness, and and she forgave me. And to her credit, she hung in there. And uh, I told her, the more you ask, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Whatever you want to know, I'm I'm going to tell you. And so, to my wife's credit, she hung in there with me. And uh, through that whole process, she became a Christian. So she was not a believer at that point. Hmm. And through the prayers of my mom and 
through the through the pastor that got a hold of me and through all that my wife became saved. And so from nineteen ninety five that Easter Sunday my life has never been the same again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I understand the scripture in Romans that says, you know, um, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. And I like to put it as the Grand Canyon. You know, I'm on one side of the Grand Canyon and and, and Christ is on the other side, or, or God's on the other side of the canyon, and here's this perfect and holy God, and what's separating me in, in that cavern is my sin. And how do I get over there? What's the bridge? And it says in Romans that if, you know, uh, all have sinned and fall short of, of the glory of God, but if, if we accept the free gift, the free gift of Jesus Christ, and, that, you know, if it's free, it must be too good to be true. You know, you, that can't be. But, boy, I know in my heart, but that free gift that I accept of Christ was, and his death on the cross paid for, for all that I had done, my unfaithfulness, all the sins that I had committed. And so, man, where do you get that? Where do you get a free start? Where, where can you erase the chalkboard your past? You can do it at the foot of the cross. Mm. And, and I did that. And, and it was like a 5,000-pound gorilla that was on my back. I, had been, I just can't explain it. And it was gone, and and man, it was just such a relief. And then my wife and I, we worked through that, and um, and uh, my life has never been the same since. And, and God has such a sense of humor. Uh, my wife and I, after going through all of that, ended up teaching premarital counsel. We did pre- <laughs> we did premarital at our church awesome. for seven years, mm. and so that's that's the God I serve, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, grace. Mercy, oh man! So he is uh, Randy Holland, and uh, man, you know, Pastor, we you like to say that we love to get everybody's testimony because they ne- it never gets old to hear about mm-hmm. him, and what a powerful, powerful message mm-hmm. Randy has for us. Yeah, and, and so Randy, that is now was it? I'm just clarifying. So it was in '95 on Easter Sunday. That's when you ended up putting your trust in the Lord. Yeah, it was. It okay. was. It was at my house. Wow. Uh, you know, it was it actually would have been the night before, and then when I came home and mm-hmm. got clean with my wife, so I say it was Easter Sunday, nineteen ninety five. That yeah. was a, that that's, was a, you know, that's a, that's a great, awesome what, what a, what a wonderful message. Uh, resurrection is that because Christ conquered, you know, he he overcame sin, he he conquered death, and tells us that we can live a life that's more abundantly, you know, more abundant with Him. Uh, Randy, how, how long have you and Allison then been married? Thirty-two years now. Thirty-two. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. One, you're one behind Kathy and I, and uh, <laughs> it gets sweeter and sweeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We 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 still uh, we still are. You know, we haven't got it down. You know, it's a couple sinners living under one house. But, yeah. You know, Grace and, and we and we're working at it. You know, yeah. and it, it does get better. Yeah. Well, I mean that you're working on it. People that aren't working on it, basically, all they have is a butler and a maid. You know, living together yeah. in the same place. Exactly. And so. Uh, uh, that that that's awesome to hear and hear how Allison ended up through all of that coming to the Lord and, and and something that was you know sinful and awful and evil but you were willing to come to Christ repent trust Him and then share and, and get things right with your wife uh, that that and, and then her watching the change in your life you know had to have been what what hey, God used to really speak to her. Hey Randy, is your uncle still alive? He is not. He went on to be with the Lord about eight, nine years ago. Boy, I, I've got to. I've got to assume that you called and thanked him. Oh yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. It was. It was a whole different relationship then with that because I was living a lie to him as well. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he was like a he was like my second father and, and my aunt the same way. I was super close with both of them. Mm-hmm. So when you were with the Blue Jays, were there some believers there on the team that, um, you, you, you know, especially after you came to the Lord, that you, you found yourself just fellowshipping, getting with them? Or were there, were there some believers there that were even, you know, challenging you when, when you weren't living for the—I mean, when you didn't know the Lord? Well, you know, what's interesting, I, I come back and did chapel. Like the last, you know, in 1995, I left the organization in 2000, so— you know, the Blue Jays people all knew knew me before. You know, they knew me in the middle of my sin, and, you know, and, and then what's amazing is I'm just thinking, boy, they must think, what's this heathen doing walking in here? Now he's doing chapel? <laughs> How can that be possible? Um, but that, you know, isn't that the forgiveness? Isn't that the redemptive, you know, the redemption that, that the Father offers us? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and so, yeah, there were, and, and, and through that time, Don Gordon, you know, I accepted Christ at the front of a Baptist church. I accepted uh, uh, Mickey Weston is probably a name that you guys sure. know as well with UPI and Chicago. I, I accepted uh, Christ in, in Mickey Weston and, and Don Gordon, the guy who ended up would later disciple me. I accepted him in, in their room one night at a, in a hotel. I think it was in Rochester or somewhere. But that wasn't it. It wasn't until 1995. I just kept living the life. So there's always been baseball people who have been in my life, and Don Gordon has been that strongest guy. And and when I after I accepted Christ in AAA, that's where I met Don. You know, he would come every spring training, and I was the director of rehab there. And he'd come through, and I was like, "Oh man, don't send Don through here," because the first question he's going to ask is, "Are you following Jesus?" And then I'm going to have to say yes, and then I'm going to have to lie because he's going to say, "How far behind are you?" And, and and then he'd say, one to ten, where's Jesus on your scale? And I'd lie and say, oh, a four or a five, when Christ wasn't anywhere in my life. Yeah. So Don Gordon's been a huge part of that, and he was there, you know, with the Blue Jays. He was he was always the number one guy that was really, really showing me an example of what, what a Christ-like life looks like. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, a lot of people will say that's where they are spiritually, four or five, and I always say, hey, you don't look into Revelation too much, because you find in uh, the church at Laodicea, that's... That's kind of where they were, and God said he hated yeah. it. You know, he could spew them out of his mouth. Hey, right. uh, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to go on any of our past broadcasts, but we had Bobby Richardson on, and he, uh, I, you know, he played second base for the Yankees and did Mickey Mantle's funeral. He said he's been doing a lot of the guys' funerals. They've, had, they've asked him to do their funerals, and and uh, great testimony of, of how God, you know, saved him. And if you haven't heard that broadcast, you would love to listen to that one. I, I didn't, I, you know, I listened to Russ Ortiz because you know, he was kind of a baseball guy, and yeah. actually Don, the guy who discipled me, knows Russ and everything, so I wanted to listen to that one as well, but I haven't. And I've heard Bobby Richardson speak. He actually spoke at one of our, at, he spoke at the NCCA, which is the National Christian College Athletic uh, oh, World oh, Series. We held it at Jack Russell Stadium, Yeah. and we brought Bobby in, and Bobby spoke, and he's a, just a fantastic speaker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he really is. Hey, guys, we've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Randy Holland. Again, he's with Score International. You can go to scoreintl.org for more information. We're going to talk to him a little bit about some of the great things that Score International does. And I know that's right up Pastor's Alley. Man, when you're talking about mission trips and and uh, going all over the the world, basically, and utilizing baseball as that platform. And we'll talk to Randy about that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. 
Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, Randy Holland, done a lot in his life, I'll tell you. 18 years as an athletic trainer in the Toronto Blue Jays organization. Also served in baseball chapel with that organization. He was uh, the president and CEO of the winning inning at Christian Baseball Academy down in Clearwater, Florida. Now living in Arizona, working for SCORE International. Randy, let's see if we can. How did you get hooked up with Score International? Well, it would be uh, it'd be Don Gordon again. You know that name keeps coming up. It does. And, you know he's he's the guy he's the guy who discipled me. He's you know he was he's on with Score and he kept telling me about uh, this trip. He goes, Randy, you got to come on this trip to the Dominican Republic. Uh, we do, we do baseball. We do baseball clinics. We get some great teaching and and we share Jesus. And uh, for me, if you can combine baseball and Jesus, man, does it get any much better than that? And uh, so that was, I think, 11 years ago that I went down there. And uh, Ron Bishop was the founding was the founder of, of SCORE, and they started off kind of as a basketball organization. And I really like Ron, and, and uh, John Zeller is now the head guy there, and, and I love John. I love their mission. And so I went down, I guess, I think this is my 11th year, and actually in two weeks, November the, the 6th, I'm heading back down again. And every year I go down for, we go down for five days. We get uh, 150 to 200 men, some wives that come as well from all over the country. We get a chance to go down to Dominican, and we get to minister to the kids down there. We get to do baseball clinics. We get to share the gospel. We get some fantastic teaching down there. And I just love what SCORE was doing. And uh, so I kept going back and going back and, uh, John Zeller just became, uh, I think, it's the executive pre- or he's the president uh, of SCORE now. And and uh, about two years or three years ago, he asked me, hey, would you pray about, about coming on with SCORE and and uh, helping us recruit teams and stuff? And I said, well, think about it and uh, pray about it. And so on the last year, just about the last year, I think, I, I came on staff with them, and, and, and that's what I'm, I'm helping them do right now. So... Um, just love what they do. They're not just a sports organization. Certainly, they do a lot of that, but they have medical clinics. Um, they're church planners. Um, I just love what they're doing. They got a lot going on there. And Randy, you guys, t- you try to take uh, uh, professional baseball players also down there with you at times, don't you? Yeah, Brett Butler. Brett Butler has became a very good uh, friend of mine over the last six, seven months. Actually, Brett. Brett's going to be down there when I get down there. He's going down a few days earlier. Mm-hmm. He and Don are going to go to a little bit different part of the island down there and do some clinics before I get down there. But um, Mariano Rivera has been down there. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Pettit is a big backer of SCORE. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, every year they'll have a, a couple of, of, of pretty, uh, you know, Chris Coughlin, with, uh, who was Rookie of the Year with the Marlins. He went down one year. Um, so yeah, they have they have quite a few uh, professional guys that'll go down as well. Yeah, you talk about a spray hitter, Brett Butler. He he sprayed the ball usually right yeah. down the third. He's batting left, and he'd spray the ball down right right down the third baseline. Man, that guy yeah. could put contact. You know, maybe on the, the best bunter of all time too. Yeah, I mean, he did he do some videos on on how to bunt and 
I mean, there, I'm I, sure yeah. he did. Yeah, he did. It's interesting. You you sit and you listen to him. Uh, I was at his house the other day, listening to him to another thing. But one of the things that he shared with us, a group of us on funding, was the one time that he would always want to bunt was when the third baseman would make the last out of the inning. And I'm thinking, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> oh, wow. And he said, he, he said the guy would go out and be thinking that he made the last out instead of, uh, instead of you know, coming up on the ball. So he goes, I mentally had an advantage there. And so if that third baseman made the last out, he goes, I almost always button and button to the third baseman. Thought, wow, that, that's pretty good. That, 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 that's the, that is some great strategy right there. Hey, I love it. Ray, how is he feeling? I know he battled through some cancer issues yeah. and uh, health issues. He's feeling good? He's doing great. He's really, really a good guy and loves the Lord. He comes to our Bible study on Wednesday. He just spoke at our men's breakfast. Um, the other day we had a couple hundred men at, at the church and stuff, and he's really doing well. He's 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 really doing well. First year that he's ever been out of baseball actually was I think was this year. He, he didn't manage or do anything in the minor leagues or anything. So first year that he was actually out of baseball. I, I would assume like a lot of those boys in Arizona, he's playing some golf. He plays golf. I haven't had a chance to golf with him. I don't think he's quite the golfer. He plays. He bowls a little bit too. He's a pretty good bowler. I've heard. He'd. Hey, but they'd huh? love him up here in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's yeah. like the bowling capital of the world, or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is. Hey, can you talk a little bit about that first trip? If you remember the first trip to the Dominican Republic with Score, uh, what was that like for you? It had to be eye opening. Wow. Um, well, it wasn't an eye-opener as far as the island goes, because when I was with the Blue Jays and I was the, the rehab coordinator there, I was going to Dominican. I've been to Dominican several times, so this wasn't like an eye-opener for me. I mean, I went to the Dominican. I don't know if you've ever been there, but yep. when the, before they built the new airport, and that, boy, the first time I went down, I didn't know anybody down there, and somebody was picking me up with the, from the airport, and uh, I'll never forget the... <laughs> I come around the corner, and the first thing they do is they hand you something to drink. And I thought, well, I, everybody else is doing it. I guess I should. I throw it back. It's a shot of rum. I don't think they don't do that anymore. And I walked into uh, to the area where the, where the baggage claim was. The conveyor belt was broken. It did not work. So the luggage, the luggage got brought in on a tractor. It was raining, and these guys were, the, were sitting on top of the tractor, and they just took the bags and threw the bags inside the... The, the terminal, and you had to figure out, and so you needed carts, you know, the carts with the wheels. Nobody had a cart that had wheels that worked, and you just drug it across the floor, and uh, that was my first experience. And then I walked outside, and I thought there were thousands of people there, everybody looking for money and a handout, and I'll never forget, I thought, how am I going to find who am I supposed to get picked up by for? And all of a sudden, an uh, arm came out and grabbed me on the back of the shoulder, and it was my ride, and I thought, wow, this is quite an eye-opener. So that was the first time I'd ever been to a third-world country. No, I mean, just just hearing you talk, I, you know, I've been several places all over the world, and Dominican is one, but uh, just what you were describing, I've been in numerous airports that that is kind of the story. Yeah. What, um, and, and so we, Mike, Mike mentioned the platform God's given to you there, uh, with these mission trips, isn't it amazing mm-hmm. how you you put a ball out there, or you're going to play a game with with kids or even adults? And I mean, people come out, and then you have an opportunity for the gospel. It's in in, in the Dominican Dominican baseball. You know, baseball is not the national pastime here in the U.S., but you go to the Dominican Republic, and it's like. You, you can't believe it. And so we'll run some of these clinics, and we may start with, you know, and a lot of the kids don't have shoes, they don't have gloves. 
we'll start a clinic with maybe 50 kids, and sometimes that clinic will go to 200 or 250 by the, you know, and it becomes mass chaos by the time it's done. But people want to be there. They all feel like they're being scouted. So baseball, you know, they all think you're going to put them in the, in, on the plane and bring them back, and, and they're all doing their, their best. And it's like, man, if yeah. we could have some of these kids over in the States playing at our colleges and high schools, man, baseball is so elevated over there. Um, it is such, you know, it is their national pastime. It is... You really, if you're a baseball fan, you need to go over there and see that. It's pretty neat the way it, uh, it's, it's perceived. And then, you know, baseball is just the conduit. That's not what we're there for. We're there to share the gospel. They think we're there for the baseball clinic. You know, that's just the avenue. That's the platform that God has given us to be able to have the right to be able to speak into those people. And it's not just the people at the clinic. The village comes out. You know, the older people will come out. They'll want to watch what the kids are doing. And then you've got a captive audience. Sometimes you're speaking before 500 or 1,000 people when you're sharing the gospel at the end. So it's a pretty powerful thing. We get, we get in front of about seven to 12,000 kids usually every time that we go down there with wow. all the different teams. that cause we, we don't just go with one team. We'll have four or five different teams that go to different parts of the island and share the gospel every day. We are talking to Randy Holland again. We're talking this segment about SCORE International. Go to scoreintl.org. Uh, a lot of information on what they do, how they do it. There are some ways, if, if you're feeling led, um, to, to help them out financially. Um, again, scoreintl.org and uh, get more information on, on some of the things that they're doing because it's really impressive. It's an impressive organization that, again, utilizes you know the, the, the platform the Lord has given us to, to, to spread the word, and, and Randy spent a lot of time in the Dominican Republic. Randy, some of the times that you've been there, have you gone to see either a professional game or a high school game with kids from the Dominican Republic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's not like baseball in the United States. I mean, you've got your merengue bands up in the stands, and they're playing between innings and between pitches, and people are betting on every pitch. you got cheerleaders over dugouts. Um, it's a it's a whole different ballgame. You know, sometimes the news reporters, the the, the people that are taking uh, uh, photos for the for the newspaper, are standing right out. They're standing right out on the field. You know, and it's uh, it's a whole. It's like a celebration. It's it's really part of the cult. Baseball is a inbred part of the culture down there. So the games that you go and watch are. It's, it's a different form, and the excitement, and, 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 and people are they're just such a proud country, so proud of, of their country, so proud of baseball, and they're so proud of the, of, the, of the players that get to the major leagues. So it's just that sense of pride down there about, you know, baseball is, mm-hmm. is, is part of, of, of that country. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do, uh, I know you do the camps and all, but have you guys ever done exhibition games down there? I haven't been a part of, of any of the exhibition games that, uh, that go down there. But, you know, when, I, when, when, when the high school teams will go down or the college teams go down or whatever, they will end up playing actually the natives down there. And it's become a huge thing. You know, you look at the University of Louisville. University of Louisville was ranked fourth in the country last year preseason. I think they were even number four at the end of the season. Um, they went down. They took 70, 80 of their, their kids and parents and stuff went down last year. And they were down there for like 10 days and played uh, one of the Dominican national teams, and the competition was good. And you see more and more and more. You know, it's a team bonding thing, but uh, Louisville University went down, and and they share the gospel. It's not optional. And so they had kids from Louisville that were saved on that trip. We always think it's for the Dominicans, right, when we share the gospel. 
how many times do we share the gospel and it's not for for the people that we're doing it's actually for the people that are right in our right right that go with us yeah and so there were kids off the Louisville team that were saved on that trip Randy did score set that up with Louisville yep score oh. set it up with the University of Louisville wow um, and it well, was that uh, that's probably the biggest team they've had go but it 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 was powerful Oh, that's oh yeah, absolutely, man! I didn't know that. That is tremendous, guys. We've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Randy Holland, this has been a great, great show. He is again. He's with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays organization for 18 years as an athletic trainer. He was the uh, president and CEO of the Winning Inning at Christian Baseball Academy in Clearwater, Florida, and he's now with Scoring a National, living in Arizona, and uh, friend of my brother Tim's. I don't say that very often. Tim's not a very likeable guy, so that's uh, <laughs> so awesome. He, is he, Randy. Li- he listens to he us. Is Randy. He does at times. He is Randy Holland, and this is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Short segment, guys. Randy Holland is our special guest. Again, go to scoreintl.org for more information on some of the things Randy's doing. Randy, a day-to-day basis um, for you in Arizona. I know that we had talked early on about some of the discipleship that you're doing with some of the guys down in Arizona. Can we talk a little bit about what a day-to-day is like for for Randy Holland? Sure. Um, Well, it's... it's stayed pretty busy. I, I was going to come out here and go into a period of rest, and that didn't, and my wife would tell you, that, that lasted all about 24 hours and got on the get-go. So came out here, we didn't know anybody, and uh, just knew that discipleship was on my heart, and I uh, felt like I needed to honor God with that. And the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it's not, mm-hmm. the, it's not the great suggestion, it's the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, I got out here and, and uh, just met some guys right away, and, 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 you know, I think the very first thing, you know, God chose, you know, Jesus chose leaders when he discipled guys, and, and so I looked at some men that I, I got to know and and uh, and asked them, you know, if I could uh, disciple them, and, and actually I didn't. They've all asked me. I, I shouldn't say that. They've all asked me if I would disciple them. They wanted to know, to know more about it. So hmm. so I've been on a journey with uh, five guys, five guys that I, I've discipled, three of which have been finished, and they're, you know, I kicked them out, and I said, listen, discipleship isn't isn't knowledge. It's about knowledge, but then it's also transferring it and going out and finding another one. So yeah, about, about about impact in someone else now. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, be and one, so be one, make one. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So I kind of we we did a I did a reach out. Uh, I hate saying the word I, but put together a, a outreach for men last year for discipleship, and we went up to Globe, Arizona, Miami, Arizona. It's a, a little place about an hour and a half out of out of Phoenix, and. Got about 30 guys together, and, and Don Gordon came out, and uh, Tom Schrader, who's a well-known pastor out here in the Valley, uh, came up and spoke, and uh, and and we really kind of laid a foundation. And God really put that in my heart there, is be one, make one. 
And so I haven't patented it. I haven't, I don't know if anybody else has it out there or anything, but that's kind of what we're doing out here. And we've entitled it Be One, Make One. And so the guys I'm discipling are kind of in on this. And there's about a group of five or six of us that get together um, that are that are leading. And, and we're, we're going through a book called right now called Fruit That Won't Spoil is a discipleship book. And, and then we're really trying to to help our church, that where we all go to church, we're trying to, to help really get discipleship pushed forward there. And then something that maybe we would be able to go to other churches and saying, hey, you know, what does, what does, true, what does biblical discipleship look like? And, and yeah. that's my passion, is, is yeah. to really be able to look in the Bible, see what the Scriptures say, and then go out and try to replicate as closest to the greatest discipler of all, who was Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was good. Uh, besides the uh, the discipleship time that you're involved in, um, I'm just curious: any opportunity with any of the high schools there that you can get in, whether you go help coach or uh, you know get in some fellowship of Christian athlete scenarios? Uh, are you able to do anything there? Well, uh, interesting. I, I actually coach middle school baseball at Scottsdale Christian. Uh, Tim Salmon is a well-known name. Tim is the head varsity coach there. And uh, I, I'm uh, the varsity, they call it varsity, it's the A-team middle school. And it's, uh, it's been really neat. They, they play November, December, January, and so we'll start up here in a couple of weeks. And I get a chance to minister and pour into those kids. And I met Randy Chambers. Randy would be just an incredible guy for you guys to have on the show here. He uh, he's, he's with FCA, and he's uh, the head of the coaches ministry out here. And he, He's got this really neat discipleship uh, program that he's doing at Arizona Christian where he takes these kids in and takes kids on the sports teams, disciples them, and then they go out into the high school and do the exact same thing. So it's it's really replication. So, yeah, I've been able to get into some high schools, middle schools, especially at Scottsdale Christian where I'm at, and uh, just try to make an impact out here in the Valley in the state. <laughs> you know, the for you to uh, to go out there just to rest and relax for a little while, like you said, twenty four hours is all it took, right? <laughs> About that, yeah. yeah. That's what Allison would say. Yeah, that's that's uh, what Allison would say. Yes. <laughs> hey, do you miss Florida at all? Uh, you know what? I'm not a beach guy. I miss my friends down there, but we, you know we live in Oregon, so we can get home really easy from here. A two sure. hour flight, we can be home. Um, but we love the canyons. We love to hike. And no better, greater place. I mean, we live by Pinnacle Peak for those people that are, you know, it's one of the most famous mountains out here behind Camelback, Pinnacle Peak. We live right there. So a great hike. We've got bike trails right up at the end. Uh, we don't miss Florida other than our friends. We're not beach people. We're mountain and canyon people where we can hike and mountain bike and do stuff. So this is just, uh, and, and my wife loves the heat. Uh, it's never hot enough for her out here. So she picked, picked the right place. No um, doubt. But it's it's beautiful. We love it out here. We love Arizona. Hey, Randy, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. I, and we will trust me. We will. I'll get in contact with you soon. And we'll have you back because it's only about four pages of questions that I didn't get to. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And next time you talk to Don Gordon, you tell him that he was the star of this show, man. Uh, oh, well, good for him. I, I and I'm going to reach out to him one day as well. Uh, Pastor, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Mike. Yep. And Randy, thank you so much. Enjoyed it. Again, Keep score, on pressing on. You bet. Scoreintl.org. Feeling led to to help out to some of the things that they're doing. Randy Holland, thank you. Have a great week. Thank you, guys. It was uh, just a pleasure being on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM.
the fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.